Hi, I'm Peter Robbins, the original voice of Charlie Brown, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, thank you so much for joining me once again here on On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 342. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and we've got a lot going on this week. The holiday seasons are coming up, and uh, there's so many things going on. Don't forget to catch us Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., on KESTAM in San Francisco, I joined the Real to Real crew to talk about movies and all sorts of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Have a good time with that. Check us out. It's uh, also on streaming if you're not in the San Francisco Bay Area. And let's see what else we got going on. If you have a suggestion for a guest, be sure to send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see about getting that on for you, that person. And, uh, you know, like I say, it always takes time and everything. So be patient. We try all the time to get these people. So we'll try to do that for you. And since it is the holiday season, what's the one thing you do every year? You sit down, whether you have kids or whatever, and you watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. Well, we've got Charlie Brown here at On Screen and Beyond this week. That's right. Peter Robbins is going to be joining us. He's the original voice of Charlie Brown from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And also, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Peter Robbins is coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So uh, get ready for a little Charlie Brown Christmas here at On Screen and Beyond, just for you. Well, what do you say? we got a lot of things going on, so let's get right into Remake Madness. Remake Madness, it looks like a remake of Dune is in development, but this time... They're in hopes of making it as an animated feature instead. And the long-talked-about remake of The Crow seems to be showing a little bit of movement. A director has finally, or I should say finally, they've been putting directors on, they keep dropping off, but a director has been recently attached once again to the film. And Jean-Claude Van Damme will be part of Kickboxer, the remake. And he has signed on to play the role of Master Chow. Van Damme, of course, was the star of the original 80s film. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. Amy Adams will star in Janis Joplin. Now, this is going to be a biopic about the famous singer. And Mel Gibson and William H. Macy will star in Bloodfather next year as an ex-con tries to protect his 16-year-old estranged daughter from drug dealers who are out to kill her. And Harrison Ford, between the hoopla of Star Wars, Blade Runner, and Indiana Jones, all those big ones that he's going to be working on, will star in The Age of Adeline. Now, this is a little more subdued film. It's about a woman who gets in an accident and becomes immortal, but after years of being very lonely, falls in love. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City and sequel news, Hotel Transylvania 2 will have a comic legend, Mel Brooks, heading our way. He's going to be joining the cast of voice talents for that film, and he will play Vlad, the father of Adam Sandler's Dracula. And Ridley Scott will produce Blade Runner 2, and he says Harrison Ford has accepted and will be back in the role of Rick Deckard. And the 24th Bond movie is going to be called Spectre. 
And you can look for 007 to arrive on November 6th, 2015. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, March 17th. You can look for Maud, the complete series, to arrive in a 19-disc set. And January 13th, the third and final season of Dallas. Now, this is Dallas, the more recent Dallas, and it'll arrive on DVD for that one. And February 10th, Nurse Jackie, season six, will hit stores on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen or Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD, look for the romantic comedy Opposite Sex with Kristen Chenoweth to land on DVD and VOD on December 16th. February 10th, you can get Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day on Digital HD and Blu-ray. And February 10th, you can look for Addicted with Sharon Leal to hit stores. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen to Be On, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time, well, <laughs> the spinoff of The Walking Dead has a lead male with actor Cliff Curtis taking the role. Production on the pilot will begin this winter and then we can wait to see if AMC picks it up. And starting December 29th, for one week, all episodes of Season 4 of Downton Abbey will be available for streaming at pbs.org to bring you up to date as Season 5 comes our way on January 4th. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, December 7th, C. Thomas Howell, a former guest here at On Screen and Beyond, is turning 47. Ellen Burstyn will turn 81. Priscilla Barnes will be 58. December 8th, Nicki Minaj will be 31. And Kim Basinger turns 60. And Terry Hatcher turns 49. December 9th, Kurt Douglas turns 97 years old. Judy Dench turns 79. Dick Van Patten, former guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 85. Donny Osmond turns 56. And John Malkovich turns 60. December 10th, look for Susan Day from the Partridge family as she turns 61. Gloria Loring turns 67. December 11th, look for Rita Moreno to turn 82. And Donna Mills turns 73. December se uh, December 12th, rather, it looks like Bob Barker, former guest right here at On Screen and Beyond, will turn 90 years old. And Cherie Wilson, who was a former guest here at On Screen and Beyond, also turns 55. Sarah Douglas, also another former guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 61. December 13th, Taylor Swift turns 24. And Steve Buscemi turns 56. Dick Van Dyke turns 88. And Jamie Foxx turns 46. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays, and on as far as listener birthdays, it looks like Sean P. of St. Louis, Missouri will turn 28, and Brandy C. of Cork, Ireland turns 36. That is it for listener birthdays here at On Screen to Be On. If you are a listener of On Screen to Be On, or you have a friend or relative who they're having a birthday coming up, Send it to us here at On Screen and Beyond. We all can celebrate it with them. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. The information as far as who they are and where they are and how old they are. And we will get that information out to everybody here. And we'll all wish you all a very happy birthday. That is it. A very happy birthday to all those people we just mentioned. And coming up now, we have Charlie Brown himself. Peter Robbins is going to be joining us. He was the original voice of Charlie Brown in A Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and he was, you know, just doing all those Charlie Brown things. And he was also in Blondie back in 1968 with Will Hutchins, who was, of course, Sugarfoot. 
And uh, we're going to talk about all those things with Peter, and it's coming up next. Peter Robbins, Charlie Brown, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actor who supplied the voice for a character we have all listened to every year at this time since the mid-60s. He is the voice of Charlie Brown in A Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. It's Peter Robbins. Peter, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Good grief, Brian. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) That's a 58-year-old version of uh, Good Grief, by the way. (laughs) If you'd like, I'll I'll give you a 58-year-old version of Ready for this? Here comes the voice. Wow. Okay. That's free of charge, by the way. <laughs> now, see, that's a great way to start out. <laughs> <laughs> what, the free part? Well, well that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but no, being Charlie Brown is just something that we have lived with and and I'm sure you've lived with it all these years but everybody loves it so much they watch it every single year yes I was the most depressed anxiety ridden nine year old in America (laughs) and now I've grown up to be the most anxiety depressed 58 year old in America (laughs) when I when I don't get to see my residual check (laughs) (laughs) now I, I gotta ask you this because uh, I've talked with a lot of actors who, you know, had shows in the '60s and things like that, and they get no residuals because yes. of the way things ran back then. Uh, did do you get that, or or is it was it something unusual that you do, or or what? What's the story okay. there? This is how it works. I worked on a Charlie Brown Christmas three days. I got paid minimum wage for an actor for a day, which back in 1965 was $125. Wow. So I worked on it three days. I believe that comes out to, let's say, $400. I got paid for five runs, which comes to two grand, and that's it. Wow. So for Charlie Brown Christmas, I got paid two grand. Jeez. I mean, Peter, do you realize how much money they have made on that? (laughs) Holy. Yeah, and 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 I just talked to Lee Mendelson the producer of the Charlie Brown specials. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, Lee, who, who is your first and best Charlie Brown? He goes, you were, of course. <laughs> and I said, thank you. I'll just be waiting at that mailbox going, hello in there. Where's that check? <laughs> <laughs> now, Peter, tell us how you got the part of Charlie Brown. Well, I was a child actor. I started working when I was eight months old. Um, I've been in like uh, a day in court, Danny Kay special, the Donna Reed show, Rawhide, the Joey Bishop show, Gunsmoke, Farmer's Daughter, Munsters, Love on a Rooftop, ABC stage special, which was Noon Wine, where I worked with Jason Robards, Olivia de Havilland, David Susskind show, F Troop, Get Smart, FBI, My Three Sons, Dragnet, The Art Link Letter Show, The Dinosaur Show, um, ton of commercials, um, motion pictures like A Ticklish Affair, Moment to Moment, and now Miguel, Good Times with Sonny and Cher, Boatniks with Stephanie Powers. Yes. And by the way, that was a Disney production and uh, was rated the worst film that Disney ever did. Really? So, um, uh, I blame Stephanie Powers. She, she, um, she's been a guest on our show, actually. <laughs> beautiful woman. Uh, I was 13 years old at the time. I lived in Newport Beach. And the storyline was she gave me sailing lessons. And Disney was so cheap that since they didn't have to get me a hotel room, I lived in Newport anyways, I was hired. <laughs> of course, Jeez. I was the cutest kid in the world when I was young, but that's a, a, a different story. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Now, hi, so what did you do to get Charlie Brown? Was was it like a oh, okay. an open so, cattle call? Open cattle call. Um, originally, they were just going to get um, 
people that were like neighbors of Lee Mendelson up in Burlingame, California, but uh, this is a Screen Actors Guild movie, mm-hmm. so they had to get Screen Actors Guild actors. So that's why um, we got so-called professionals. So anyways, typical thing, you go on a, a cattle call with probably 100 kids or 125 kids, little girls and boys, um, and I read for every part. And um, so I read for Charlie Brown, Pigpen, Linus. Now, I lived in Newport Beach, and that would be a commute of about an hour and a half after school. And basically, I didn't know anything about Charlie Brown. So, you know, my attitude was just kind of like, good grief, can we get this over with? (laughs) And they go, that's exactly the voice we want. That's right. (laughs) You know, a voice that's just like, you know, am I going to have to try to kick the football again? Really? Really? Good grief. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I remember doing like the voice of Charlie Brown or something, and it would be like, rats. Mm -hmm, Yeah. They go, okay, take one. Do it again, Pete. Uh, Okay. Rats. Uh a little different. Let's try to be a little bit more depressed. Okay. Rats. <laughs> it's like, how many takes can we do on rats? I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, God forbid we should go to a, an actual sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you know that, that that's the, t- the type of character they wanted? Somebody that was, you know, I mean, let's face it, very low key. I mean, no, I never, I never watched, uh, you know, at nine years old, you're not reading the front page of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea. I mean, they explained it to me. Yeah. But, you know, um, no, so I, I had no idea. Yeah. Did you, did you? And I worked off a, a storyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that. And then I was fed the lines through Bill Melendez, who was the head animator, and he'd done a lot of Disney productions like Fantasia and et cetera. Um, and after a few specials, because I did, you know, um, from 65 through 69, which was the Christmas special, of course, Great Pumpkin, mm-hmm. You're in Love, Charlie Brown. It was a short summer, Charlie Brown. He's your dog, Charlie Brown, in the first motion picture so far until next year, uh, a boy named Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. So after about three or four specials, I think Schultz called up Bill Melendez, who had an accent, goes, you're turning Charlie Brown into a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Donde esta Charlie Brown? Um, you know, so that was funny. Wow. Now, did you get to meet Charles Schultz? I met Charles Schultz much later. Really? Actually, when they did a anniversary show that was hosted, by the way, by Phyllis George. Mm-hmm. And yep. we went up to Santa Rosa and hung out by the museum, and I met him. Um, you know, basically um, a low-key kind of guy. Um you know, he spent his life basically alone doodling strips. Right, yeah, yeah. He was very nice to me, though. He never thanked me for my performance or anything like that. Um, and we were all in love with um, Phyllis George, who was doing CBS football at the time and, of course, was... Uh, single at that time and uh, Miss America mm-hmm. and I remember she she sent me I asked her for an autograph and she goes to Peter Robbins the best looking Charlie Brown I've ever seen <laughs> sweet woman yeah now, could you even have imagined that this animated cartoon that you know the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, was going to be the hit that it that it is? I mean, it's, it's just kept going. Well, I remember 
when I first saw it, and as I said, I had been a pretty successful child actor, uh, and I was known around the middle school and, you know, blah, blah. But once that aired, and at the time there were basically three networks, so I think half the country had their TV turned on to a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to school the next day, there would be kids gathered around me going, he's the voice of Charlie Brown. No, he's not. Prove it. (laughs) And I'd go, prove what? And they'd go, that's it. He is the voice. <laughs> you know, that's all I'd have to say is two words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well, he never like, had, what am I going to do for you? Yeah. Prove it. Yeah, Charlie Brown never really had a lot of lines, like you said. <laughs> right. Good grief, rats, I got to rock. Yeah. Now, you supplied the scream, right? Or the, the ah, or... Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and, and, of course... Uh, Bill Melendez did the voice of uh, Snoopy, mm-hmm. which which I believe they taped backwards to get that kind of eh, wee, ah, okay. whatever. Yeah. So. Huh. yeah. And then he had to become a Screen Actors Guild member. They went, uh, is he a member of the Screen Actors Guild? No. Uh, okay. So. Wow. Huh. I didn't yeah. realize that, they, <laughs> that it was that strict. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty strict. Um, matter of fact, they came out with an album, you know, a Charlie Brown Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And um, I think to date it sold four million copies. But at the time, you know, I go to the local store and see this, and I'm thinking to myself, well, why am I not getting a piece of the action? Mm-hmm, yeah. So I called up the Screen Actors Guild, and they called up Lee Mendelson, and I got a check the next day for seven hundred dollars. Wow! So that's good. Um, you know, and I should, and I got to you know technically look into this. All the residuals from the other productions, in other words, they show it on the internet, they show it on the um, um, pay per view the CDs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, or DVDs, I should say. Um, so, you know, basically, it's still, as I, as I joke around, I don't work for peanuts anymore. <laughs> so, I go and do these autograph conventions, which uh, I'm on the C list, working my way to the B list, to the A list. You know, for example, Stan Lee goes to a Comic-Con convention, they give him $75,000 just for showing up. Are you serious? Amazing money. Wow. You know, Elijah Woods, um, you know, what a Lord of the Rings and stuff. Mm-hmm, yep. 50 grand, they just give him cash. Wow. You know, um, Sean from uh, Rudy. Mm-hmm, yeah, Sean Anderson. 50 grand cash. Jeez. Per day. So he works three days? Hundred fifty thousand, and uh, I'm sure he declares that to the IRS. Wow, that's I, I never realized that. <laughs> How do they make their money back? How do they make their money back? Yeah. Oh well, they charge you fifty bucks a person to well, come to these conventions. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, that is. I mean, if you wanted a three day pass to go to uh, Comic Con in San Diego. I think it's like three, four hundred dollars. It is. They're all sold out, and then you go online and try to buy them. Uh, it'll it'll cost you a grand to go in there. Boy, that's that's crazy. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And then you're dealing. You know, at Comic Con, for example, in San Diego, um, I went one year. Uh, Warner Brothers paid me ten grand to show up and I sign autographs for free so nobody there charges for an autograph the studios pay for them to go there and mm-hmm. represent whatever it is the movie you yeah. know yeah. Brad Pitt has been there Angelina Jolie you know they don't charge for their autographs there 
Uh, but you know, the studio pays them fifty grand or whatever to show up. Mm-hmm. Jeez, <laughs> it's good good pay if, if you can get it. Well, for sure. <laughs> the, the, the Charles Schultz booth, for example, has a little row of Snoopy dolls. Last time I went, that they were selling to give to the victims of that uh, Tokyo disaster, mm-hmm. Japan disaster, remember the hurricane yep. or whatever? Yeah. Because huge in Japan. And um, then they have, like, um, the big person and the, the Snoopy out show up from 12 to 2, and everybody takes a picture with them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I'm like going, uh, do you know what would happen if you invited me there mm. and sign autographs. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, uh, what can I say? Yeah, jeez. Now, with, I was looking at, at, at your, uh, you know, your resume, and uh, I, I, I'm usually up pretty good on music. I've been a DJ for, you know, a long time and everything, but, uh, I understand you had a 45 out back in 1968 called If I Knew Then What I Know Now? That's correct. I, okay. As a matter of fact, I can buy that, and I don't get your listeners ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can buy that on eBay for like $9, and it says, never been played. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's a catchy little tune. Um, and it, it was, um, it's a little story about, um, a kid and his dad going off to war, you know, it's 1965. So it's really kind of relevant today. And I think if I got a copy of it, 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 it could be re-released because it's the only music where Charlie Brown the voice of at that time is singing, and it's a good catchy little tune. And the the B side, Brown Mouse. <laughs> huh? I didn't realize that. With that song, did so? Did it go onto the charts at all, or did you just was there something that they were just trying to get you into singing? No, it was all, all done with my mother. My oh. mother came up with that idea. Oh, okay. So okay. it wasn't promoted by. You know, United Features Syndicate or anything like that. And I don't know. I was told it sold 100,000 copies, but I, I kind of doubt it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like me and my stepfather would go to, um, you know, when they had record stores back then, right. like Tower <laughs> Records, and we'd buy all the copies. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know what, what it was back then for uh a little uh, forty-five, like uh, seventy-five cents or a dollar and a quarter, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that was interesting when I saw that that that, that you had done that. Um, I, was, I was just curious. yeah, and I was a DJ too. I was a DJ in Palm Springs. I started working as a, a DJ at, at a rock station there from midnight to five thirty. Mm-hmm. Um being paid uh, six bucks an hour. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, Charlie Brown. Yes. <laughs> so the beauty of it is, uh, you know, nowadays it's all corporate and all the music is basically all the same and yeah. tested and, you know. But Not like back then, that's for I, sure. I worked for a little mom-and-pop FM station and, and the program director I knew was asleep, so... I would actually, you know, anybody that called in, hey, I'm, you know, working at Ralph's, like to hear a little Led Zeppelin or, you know, whatever, I'd put put it on and I, I wouldn't play the, you know, standard cuts. I would go deeper into the album. Mm-hmm. And I had like a huge following. And... Uh, I remember one one time, I don't know, probably around five in the morning or something. I was playing a song that wasn't on the playlist, and 
well, actually was on the playlist, but I didn't play the song that they wanted me to play on that album. They get a call from the program director. Pete, what the heck are you playing? And I go, oh, oh, I must have hit the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, put it on the wrong cue there. <laughs> yeah, and I used to have people that were up all night on, um, uh, let's say, coffee. Um, and they'd go, Pete, uh, uh, we're just sitting around at 4.30 in the morning playing darts. Why don't you come over to our house when you're done? And I go, uh, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> Pete, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm just calling you. I have my car disassembled on my front lawn. I'm trying to figure out how to put it back together. Would you play something for me? <laughs> yeah, you know, these are the activities of... Uh, I'll tell you one one funny request I got was uh, so I'm on the air and I get a phone call and it goes I'm with your sister and you better start treating her right or there's going to be a problem <laughs> and I go really why don't you put my sister on the phone <laughs> and I go Anna and she was an actress in her own right. She was in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee and oh, blah, blah, okay. blah. I go, Anna, who's this knucklehead calling me? He goes, oh, that's Michael Keaton. Oh, and I go, Batman? He goes, yeah. I go, what are you doing with him? Oh, we're doing the hokey pokey. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and I said, put him back on the phone. He gets back on the phone. I go, How'd you like to come down to Palm Springs and, you know, we'll do an interview together? And he goes, ah, Palm Springs reminds me of Kmart. <laughs> Jeez. And I go, well, it doesn't mean Kmart to Bob Hope. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Peter, from 68 to 69, you were on a show called Blondie, and you played Alexander Bumstead. Yes, and uh, that was actually a remake, and uh, I was played with uh, Will Hutchins, played um, yes, Will Sugarfoot, right? He was Sugarfoot. Correct. Yes. Great guy. Oh, and an uh, unknown woman, Patricia Hardy, and a woman, a girl that played my sister, Pamela Ferdin, who also became the voice of Lucy. Oh, really? So it, it was like, this girl is following me everywhere I go. <laughs> so she was Lucy on some of the shows that you did for Charlie Brown? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure which ones, but I know she was in the motion picture when a boy named Charlie Brown. Ah, okay. okay. And yeah. Sally Dreyer was the original uh, voice of Lucy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Chris Shea was the original voice of uh, Linus, who was replaced by his brother. So oh. I saw all the voices being replaced one by one, so I knew it was you know going to happen to me eventually. <laughs> it's just, when is it going to happen? I said, good grief, and they said, goodbye. Yeah, waiting and, for the axe know, to fall. <laughs> you know, well, I was the hardest voice to replace. Right, yeah. But but th and, they tried to stick with know, that sound, right? Well, of course. Everybody has to try to imitate it now. Right, yeah. But, you know, I just watched, like, the Thanksgiving Charlie Brown and... It, you know, it's it, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, back then when you recorded for Charlie Brown, um, I know I've been, been involved with some recordings and things like that. And usually it will be the individual and then they just piece them all together. But back then, did you do it individually, or did you do it in uh, pairs or groups, or how did you do that? Well, originally, 
they try to have us record together, but you got eight, nine, and seven-year-olds. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> In a recording studio with drum sets and stuff around, it was like chaotic. So it was all done individually. Ah, okay. Because it, it, I, like I was, I was imagining, you know, like you say, what it was like to have that many kids <laughs> in the room like that. It'd be, it'd be crazy. You know, and it was funny. It almost did not get on the air. Really? Uh, Why? CBS had seen the the copy of it, and they thought it was. Um, you know, I don't know who the head of CBS was at that time, but he said, you know. Um, first of all, quoting from the Bible. Second of all, um, their voices were very amateuristic. I go, dude, they're children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the beauty of it. That's what Bill Melendez insisted on, the director, mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to be adults trying to play children. Right. It was going to be children. Yeah, yeah, there was that innocence to it. Correct. So, you know, his his little mortal words, I'm sure, came back to bite him in the ass. That's that's for sure. <laughs> and now you mentioned that, you know, the, all the different shows that you've been on besides that. And, um, yes. you know, just a few, just to pick out a few of them, because, you know, because, I mean, these are the shows that I grew up with. So, you know, it, they, they a lot of them mean something to me. <laughs> but like, sure. like, char- um, uh, Get smart. You were on that. What was what was it like being on with Don Not? I'm not Don Knotts, Um, with uh, Don, Don Adams. Adams. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, I was hired by Mel Brooks. I remember Monday morning we had a, a read through at a table, and the read through was supposed to be at like uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Nine o'clock rolls around. 10 o'clock rolls around. No Don Adams. Oh, Mel Brooks is running around screaming, Where's Don Adams? Where's Don Adams? You know, it's not like back then he had cell phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he shows up at 10, dark sunglasses. Obviously, had a little partying going on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but I was supposed to... Um, have a reoccurring role in that. I gave up a movie role to do that. And I played the, an episode called um, The Infamous Dr. T, where mm-hmm. I played a nine-year-old boy genius that Chaos and Control were competing for to get my suspended animation gun or whatever I created. And I went with Control because Agent 99 was a knockout. <laughs> so... After my one episode, um, which was fantastic, I think, um, you know, it, it goes back to the old rule. You don't want to uh, compete on camera with, uh, what, animals or kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll steal the show. Yeah. Jeez. So hmm. I did try out for a movie, which is interesting, called Gentle Ben. You remember yes. that? Oh yeah, yeah. Cl- uh, not Clint. Yeah, Clint Howard. Right. Yeah. So Clint Howard uh, was an adorable young guy. Obviously, grew up to be. Well, let me just be kind. Not very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but his God bless his brother puts him in every movie. Right. Yeah. He uh, does. Yeah. But at that time, so it came down to. Me and him. Ah. So they brought us to a place called um, USA Africa or something, where they actually had lions and tigers and bears. Mm-hmm. So we had to work, him and me, with the bear. And this is what a, a grizzly bear. <laughs> not a fake one, not a guy in a suit. <laughs> no, 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 no. So to... Show how friendly and which actor the bear liked. They actually put some bear food in my mouth, and the bear came down and ate it out of my mouth. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking at my mom going, 
and this is before that happened, but, you know, I'm thinking to myself, this is a bear, Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what happened to Sidman and Freud? Right. Um, <laughs> if it had been me, I think they, they would have been hollering, clean up on aisle four, you know. <laughs> you know, the bear has a bad day, you know, and I, I'm I'm toast. Right, yeah, jeez. <laughs> so, you know, I'm actually glad he got the job. <laughs> and then, you know, I tried out for the uh, the music man, and Ron Howard got that job. And I go, these Howard kids yeah. are killing me. <laughs> yeah, you got to, jeez, those guys are giving you a hard time here. They're stealing all the roles. <laughs> I go, who are these guys? Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, well, Peter, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. All right. All right. Taking us away from Charlie Brown and all the different shows that you were on. Yeah. When you sit and relax and watch TV and go to the movies or watch movies, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? TV shows, I like to watch Drug, Inc., so whenever city I go to, I know where to get the drugs. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> which, which shows do I like? Um, gosh, I like that, that Scandal show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very popular. And I'm trying to think... Um, the last movie, um, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Great Race. Oh, yes, yeah. With, with Tony Curtis, Curtis, yes, Jack Lemmon, and um, Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of watch the, the Turner Classic movie stuff. Um Current movies, I'd like to go see um, the new Michael Keaton movie. The Birdman? Um, yeah. Because um, I think he's a fantastic actor. Matter of fact, uh, I met um, Henry Winkler mm-hmm. the other day yeah. at one of the shows. And I said to him... You know, the, one of the funniest movies I think of all time was that movie Night Shift. Night Shift, yes, yes. You know, where he played the mortician and they turned it into a prostitution ring. <laughs> yes. and, and Michael Keaton, and so funny. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, that was the, the most fun I ever had working on a picture. Really, yeah. And he said, I have a, a, a picture of, uh, signed of Charles Schultz from a Charlie Brown Christmas in my living room and I'd like you to sign me an autograph and I'll put it next to it. Hmm. And I thought that was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he gave me, uh, his picture, you know, to Pete Robbins. He's cool. Henry Winkler. <laughs> yeah. These, that's, that's a, two classic guys together. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I get to meet, uh, you know, all these celebrities and, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, I haven't really been exposed. You know, these are, this is the first year I've only been doing these kind of celebrity conventions and comic cons for the last six months. Ah, okay. Um, and I go, you know, I'm Pete Robbins. I'm the original voice of Charlie Brown. And they all go, get out of town. <laughs> You're you're Charlie Brown, and you're stuck in the corner in the back. You should be up here with uh, you know George Clooney for Christ's sake. Oh, I didn't mean to say Christ, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. it is what it is. And I'm working back. I'm uh, trying to do a voiceover demo. Um, put together a reel. See if I can get somebody from you know. I'll start at the top ICM mm-hmm. to represent me and. Um, you know, resurrect my career. Right, yeah. Are there any conventions or anything that's coming up that uh, we can see you in, or at, or in, or whatever? I'm going to a thing, um, Frank and Sons, which is a collectible convention. There'll be people like um, 
people that I want to meet, like Lord Damien Tomlinson and Emmett Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know who, a bunch of voiceover actors from different movies and um, uh, stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the Southern California Motion Picture Society is giving me what they call the Halo Award at the Sportsman's Lodge in um, Studio City Monday. There'll be 350 people there, and um, that's going to be fun. So the door is just opening and opening. Uh, I got a guy that I met in Dallas that runs uh, celebrity golf tournaments, and I said, well, I got my golf club stolen. He goes, not a problem. I'll call up Nike. Give me your measurements. We'll have you a custom set of clubs with Charlie Brown uh, on the bag. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how good a golfer are you? (laughs) Well, I, I, I was, uh, you know, an 18 at handicap, you know, one over par. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd get a few pars. Maybe on a three par, I could get a birdie. But, you know, just an average kind of hacker golfer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's better than me. If if, if the windmill's in my way, I do a lousy job. <laughs> well, you know, I, I met uh, the president of Callaway Golf, and... Um, I said to him, you know, even with all the improvements and technology of these golf clubs, the average score of your average golfer hasn't gone up one point. And he goes, that's true, but they enjoy the game better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 18 over par is still 18 over par. But he's right. These clubs are amazing. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, Peter, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I, I really do appreciate you doing this. And is there a website or anything that people can uh, keep in touch with you at, or tw- Twitter or any of those um, things? Or uh, I'm putting some things together, but uh, basically you, you can uh, Facebook me at just Peter Robbins. Apparently there are a few others, but you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm Charlie Brown. And, um, you know, just uh, send me a send request and I'll decline it. No, I'll. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jimmy Kimmel had a a little thing. It was unfriend Charlie Brown day. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks thanks a lot. He actually did a parody, too, where he, he had Charlie Brown when he's talking to Lucy in the psychiatry booth. And instead of the Charlie Brown talking, it was Charlie Sheen going through his rant. <laughs> Just hilarious. Hilarious. So, um, anyways, it, 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 it's been stuff that has been parodied, and um, um, well, it's, it's, it's an iconic piece of history, and I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm blessed to be a part of it, and I hope to um, represent it. And, and meet the fans uh, the best I can. It's been just so enjoyable because, you know, not only, uh, you know, me and my kids watch it all the time, and then, you know, then I got the grandparents, so it's from grandparents to parents to children. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it true you have a dog named Snoopy? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, this story. Um, Entertainment Tonight came over to my apartment one time. I think it was the 40th anniversary of a Charlie Brown Christmas. And I had an English Stafford Bull Terrier, 85 pounds, beautiful dog. So they go, um, her her name was actually Nikki. So they go, what's your dog's name? And they go, Snoopy. (laughs) Oh, and they love that, man. You know, they ran with that in every news article. I'm sure. Peter Robbins has a dog named Snoopy. <laughs> but, but then I did get another dog, and uh, I named it Snoopy, too. Yeah, so you sort of had if to. If I huh? get a dog, yeah, it's kind of an obligation. Yeah. It, 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 it's kind of like, uh, I like pit bulls. They're like beagles on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like you said, I thank you so much, Peter. It's it's been a, a, a real blast talking with you, and uh, I appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you so much. I want to 
thank Peter Robbins so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. I recently saw Peter at one of these autograph signing things, and uh, the line of people that wanted to get his autograph and talk to Charlie Brown was unbelievable. It's just this great big long line, and thankfully... I went up to Peter and I asked him if he would be a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, and he graciously gave me his uh, phone number, and we communicated, and we talked, and we finally got him on, and I thank him so much. I hope you enjoyed that. The original Charlie Brown right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, we've got so much going on with the holiday season and everything. we got a great guest coming your way. And uh, But you are a big part of this show, so we would really appreciate it if you would send me your suggestions for guests. Because without you, you know, I don't think of everybody uh, that uh, there is out there, and you could give me a good uh, idea. And then if I can find the person, sometimes it's hard to find them, uh, I will uh, you know, see what I can do. But uh, it all starts with you sending me the suggestion. Send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love talking with these people. And if we make a connection, that's great. And we can turn around and let everybody all over the world. We are in, I got to count them up, but uh, we're we're over 100 and I think it was over 110 or 130 countries or something that are listening to On Screen and Beyond. So we really appreciate it. Love hearing your emails. You can send me emails at feedback at onscreenorbeyond.com. Let me know where you're you're listening from. You know, I, I really enjoy that. And uh, we can start a little communication. Also, you can check us out on Facebook. That's, uh, you know, one way to get to me. And also, if you are listening on iTunes, be sure to leave a uh, one of those reviews there, I guess, and it'll help boost us in the ratings and people will know about us and that we're out here and everything. So, And also, be sure to tell a friend, because without you telling friends, you know, <laughs> we just don't get uh, the people. So... Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we've got a lot of great guests, like I said, coming up next week. If everything works out right, i got a biggie coming, so uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun when, uh, it's, uh, if, if everything works out. Sometimes, you know, I don't like to say who's coming on because uh, sometimes it doesn't work out, and uh, we or we miss them, or they got a show they got to do, or, you know, whatever. But uh, we're going to try to get them for you. That's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.